Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't laugh because we're on the same line. <laughs> On your feet, maggot! Get in line before I bust your hole with my boot heel, maggot! Hold up there, Sergeant. Can I help you, sir? Sergeant Farrell? Is it... That is my name. I think I get it. What was it? Poker night? Bachelor party? Oh, I'm not sure. It happens. I'll get you sorted out, sir. Let me take those for you. What, what, what day is it? For you? Judgment day. Good news is there's hope for you, Private. Hope in the form of glorious combat. The battle is the Great Redeemer, the fiery crucible in which the only, only true heroes, heroes are forged. Did you just interrupt me, Private? <laughs> Sergeant, you're... You're not going to believe what I'm about to tell no, you. No, I am not. Now, where was I? The fiery... Ah, the fiery crucible in which the only true heroes are forged. The only place where all men truly share the same rank regardless of whatever parasitic scum they were going in. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. My day. Best day before you. That's bright. Everybody on? Good. Great. Great. Wonderful. All right. Welcome to Facing Off. We are back from the future. We just recorded this episode about 500 times, and I think we have finally figured out how to talk about these two similar movies so we could compare, contrast, and rate them. Today, we are doing Edge of Tomorrow versus The Tomorrow War. I am one of the hosts, Gabe, and I drafted two random global citizens to join me for this podcast. Welcome on, Nick and Layla. The fate of the podcast is in your hands. Oh, jeez. Well, hello, sir. Nick, were you humming while he was talking in the beginning? He was. He's incredibly rude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, it what was is that noise? It it's okay. Oh, He's okay. going to die pretty early in the, <laughs> in this, in movie. the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's scans. Well, welcome on, guys. So excited to talk about two fucking action-packed sci-fi movies. That certainly sound like it. It doesn't sound like I'm (laughs) excited. So excited. excited. (laughs) It sounded pretty sarcastic. I don't really know where the line is between me being sarcastic and actually enthusiastic about things, and that's the Cali boy in me. Uh, He's always about you. Nick, I think there's something wrong with your suit. Yeah, there's a dead guy in it. Why don't you give us the uh, synopses of these movies or why we're doing them? Uh, These are two time-bending creature features involving relationships built via time travel, hive-minded alien foes, the union of the human race against a common enemy, and at least one uncommonly shredded beloved actor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Really That's creature good. feature. That was really good. I enjoyed that one, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I enjoyed J.K. Simmons' fucking traps, dude. Yeah, he's got some <laughs> sick traps and and some and good like old tries. man arms. Just sinewy. Yeah, they he's are sinewy. ripped, man. 
He is is ripped. He is ripped. Uh, Good for him. We love J.K. Simmons on this podcast. Um, Layla, how do we rate movies? What's our scale? We got a scale of seven. Um, Mm. We four is average, and one being like utter and complete shit, and seven being Mm. just your your highest of highs when it comes to rating in a category. Um, and we'll go through each category, I assume, as we go on, Gabe, or do you want me to go through those as well? Yes, we uh, we got our regular categories again, since yeah. we're just doing regular-ass movies. Regular. These are very exciting <laughs> movies, but uh, I think it's only right when we're talking about two action-packed movies that we start with spectacularity the one where we talk about the engagement level how entertaining the movie was how invested you were in it or were you worried about runtime and were there things that took you out of it um nick why don't you kick us off with edge of tomorrow spectacularity what did you think out of seven man i would love to um (laughs) there's some that sounds sarcastic too yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Damn what it. is going on with you boys? What is happening? <laughs> What's going on in here, dude? You got to open a window. I know, but it's going to be too loud. I don't think it would. Uh, there are some really intuitive and intelligent things that keep Edge of Tomorrow uh, smart and like on point because it like really, there's definitely an iteration of this movie. And I really feel strongly that they put this movie through the ringer as far as like like uh, audience testing and like making sure that parts of it just were like well oiled yeah work because it is like engineered to keep you engaged the entire time the training montage is funny interesting and badass all at once the only thing that feels forced is their relationship but it totally makes sense the relationship between uh tom cruise and and emily blunt's character to me uh but it makes sense because we don't see any of it like it's all in tom cruise's memory Mm-hmm. And it works because he's able to like convey that to us, um, you know, in their like one scene where they really talk about it. Uh, the movie's also mysterious enough to work, and there's enough kind of twists and turns. Um, one scene that I'll call out that's actually really cool that I didn't think about before is the scene where he just decides to ditch the whole thing and go to the bar. Yeah, yeah love that's it. That's great. And then always he gets on a, in a motorcycle. Fight with a, yeah, and he gets in a <laughs> yes. fight with a veteran from another war. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, mm-hmm. and then he experiences what happens after the battle's over and the when the they mimics fucking all kill everyone, kill yeah. everyone. Yeah. Cool scene. I gave it a six. Okay. Six out of seven. What about you, Layla, for uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Um, I agree with almost everything that you said. I gave it a five. Um, Ooh. Hater. <laughs> just kidding. That's slightly above average. <laughs> um, I, there are just two things that you said like they bring it down just a little bit for me. The training sequence I love, but I think that they do the I'm going to shoot him in the head so we restart too many times. I think mm. it gets really repetitive. And like I I I'd only seen this movie I feel like once before and then like one random rewatch where it was on and I saw parts of it. I hadn't watched the whole thing the whole way through. And I didn't realize how much that bothered me until I rewatched it this time. Like, I think after the, like, 12th time that they, like, went back and had him start over again, I was like, Jesus, we get it. We get the concept. Like, let's keep going now. Um, So that bugged me a little bit and it took me out of it. Um, And then I loved once we got to the second half of the movie and we started to see Tom Cruise's, like, emotional journey through the whole process. I loved those little bits between him and her and, like, how, like, like 
it was so subtle, the emotions behind everything, because like you said, you don't get to actually experience it. I do kind of wish there was a little bit more character involvement in his like going back. Like it was just so so much of it was so fast. Like you don't really get that much like dialogue between characters. And I kind of wish sometimes in his flashbacks, you saw him interact with different people a little bit more. I realized as I was watching it. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But those were the only two things that made it like not a six for me, but it is incredibly engaging. The action sequences are so much fun. I love the aliens in this movie and I think they're brilliant and they are so fast paced and fast moving that I'm just watching them as they're on the screen constantly. So I'm, I'm incredibly engaged while watching this movie. Yeah, I um, I was also really engaged. I actually was pretty close to giving this a seven because I just <laughs> find this movie so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, it. whenever there's like the prospect of watching Edge of Tomorrow, I get really excited. And Or if someone mentions it, I'm like, oh my God, I fucking love that movie. Because it was just such a surprise hit. Um, one thing I love, it gets right to the action immediately. It's, you know, the I think the first fight scene is only like 10 minutes into the movie and they give you the whole like backstory before. Um, there's no real dilly-dallying. Um, you don't really need to question much. There's like one question I have early that like I was just wondering this time is like his commanding officer like gives him up basically to Brendan Gleeson's character. And it's like, I kind of want to know like why, like what did he do wrong with his commanding officer? Because it just seems like a very. I completely agree. Weird I had the thing. same. I just thought. sort of assumed that he was like a smarmy fuck. Well, he definitely like, is, and that's and I'll talk about his character writing later because I I love his. He has like a real arc in this movie, and Lalo is getting to that with his human parts. Um, <laughs> other things that get me like really invested in this movie every time I watch it is I love the dialogue writing a lot, and I. I can understand how there's not a lot of interplay between the characters, but all of the dialogue scenes are great. And when they rework them in later scenes, they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, totally. The first battle scene, I love when a movie like an action sci-fi movie like this puts you into the perspective of the main character because that opening battle scene, he's so fucking confused and yeah. discombobulated and stuff that it's it intense. is you are just you're in it and you're like what the hell is happening what are these aliens what uh it's wild and it feels a lot like saving private ryan the opening scene and i know that doug lyman tried to make it a lot like that um but i just think overall i think this movie is just nonstop fun it's a great groundhog day movie like uh, a later iteration of groundhog day essentially with a repeating day but i just think that they tom cruise carries this movie into being really fun in each of these scenes. And I actually think I don't personally find it repetitive because I think they have so much fun with each of the scenes. They do different iterations that you're not constantly repeating the same exact thing over and over. And when they do, they cut it short and the music like fucks with it. Like it's like really intense music and then it cuts and then he has to do it again. Um, I think they're pretty clever in the way that they sequence it. And then when it's not fun, (laughs) I find it genuinely, bless you, when it's not fun, I find it like genuinely human. And like, Mm -hmm. I really like the reveal that he is secretly like just wants to spend time with her because he can't get her past that one uh, house. This is where she dies every single time. Um, So I'm going to give it a six, uh, borderline seven. Uh, But let's talk about the Tomorrow War uh, spectacularity. Let's start with Layla. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I had a lot of problems with this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm between a two and a three right now. Um, Oof. I'll probably land on a three because I'm just being harsh by giving it a two. But I spent the entire movie frustrated and like angry texting people while I was watching it yeah. because Gabe got a lot of these text messages. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it was like pretty late in the movie, so I was super confused what was going on. Um, <laughs> there were just there were just so many flaws, and like I know like. I'm all about letting go and just being like, I don't care. It doesn't need to be perfect. But there were just so many things that were upsettingly bad to me. Um, I hated the tonal shifts of this movie. Like every five minutes, this movie turned from like pure drama to comedy. Like there was no real, like Mm -hmm. if you want to make a dramedy, great. If you want to make like an action movie that has both, great. Mix it in all together and make it real. This was like, I'm going to shift every 10 to 15 minutes directly from each genre. And it was jarring every single time it happened. Um, I, I couldn't. And that was and that was kind of my issue with like, I love Sam Richardson. And I think that he was great in the moments he had in this movie. But it was confusing. It, it pulled me out of the movie because yeah. I was like, why is there this random comedy happening right now? In this very serious scene, like it's not supposed to be like Guardians where they're talking about a serious topic and someone breaks it with comedy or something like that. Like this is supposed to be a serious moment. Um, So I had a I had a hard time with all of that stuff. I think a lot of just like the arcs were hard for me, like him being so upset about his daughter like when he was leaving his daughter he's like i can't leave you behind to die here it's like why she's gonna die there regardless like she's from the future she's gonna die there like go save the daughter you have with this cure are you gonna bring her back and raise both exactly yeah yeah, Yeah. literally was there for like not like also has he watched handmaid's tale (laughs) that lady's awful yeah Yeah. um yeah stone cold bitch just just frustrating and then (laughs) All of a sudden, the movie shifts in like the like 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 last third of the movie into like a buddy comedy movie where these these random guys that are like teaming up to save the world like it's Fast and the Furious like it just shifted into so many different movies so many different times and it, I found it incredibly upsetting um, and the fact that Chris <laughs> Pat like fist fought that creature at the end just I ha- I almost had to turn off the TV <laughs> I was getting so upset no that was so. pimp. <laughs> I I'm because, so many times because I like I know Nick is gonna maybe go a little bit higher. It's I'm face melted. <laughs> and it then it is, exploded, I think. I actually found the last scene to be pretty fun, to be honest. Like for me, I just I I just thought this movie was at its best when it wasn't taking itself seriously. And I really hated that the movie kept taking itself seriously. They kept bringing in like real science and then like making it like a drama with his family. (laughs) And it's like, we're misunderstanding what makes Chris Pratt great in movies. You know, why he was casted as star Lord for guardians and like what was so great about him and, um, in parks and rec and why, you know, if he becomes like this hot, 
my God. action star, you should make him funny. I cannot wait that's to have this conversation. I cannot wait yeah, to have this conversation. By the way, I'm not defi- – I don't like Chris Pratt as a person. None, none of us No, do. not even but, him as a person. I just – when we get to actoring, I just have so much to say about Chris Pratt. Okay, fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for them. But um, I don't know. I, I was talking about the opening scene or like the opening few scenes in – Edge of Tomorrow, because like the opening scene of this is fucking infuriating. Like, <laughs> it's like one of those trailers for a trailer, you know, those little teaser trailers yeah. for a trailer. Like, why does it start with them falling out of the sky into the pool? That if just for us to get there, fifteen or like forty-five minutes into it. But I don't like, even think it's that long. It's yeah, not it's that like, long. It wasn't necessary. It was a very well, unnecessary and- choice. <laughs> there's going to be an intense scene basically when the world cup when the people come from the future in the world cup like you could just start with that explode out of a uh, (laughs) and give like a really shitty speech confetti explosion yeah it does look pretty dumb it's just a fucking terrible speech but anyways i just i don't understand (laughs) like you should leave movies and trailers need to start like leaving surprise big moments for the movie to like it, to happen like later so that we can all enjoy it in the middle of the movie. Don't give movies, it a little teaser. Because apparently this yeah. one decided to do it. In the That's movie. what I'm saying. In both of them, like yeah. don't give us a teaser for what we're about to see later in the movie. It's just not going to make any sense. Anyways, <laughs> I, I think in general, this movie, it, it's good when you can turn your brain off. It does make you want to turn your brain back on repeatedly to try to question what the fuck is going on. So, like, if it's not taking itself seriously, you can fully enjoy it. It's a good action movie. I think a lot of the, like, action scenes are really cool. I think there are some good ideas in it that are, like, fun to watch. And it's definitely got a cast that would be pretty fun to watch. But it's just that you have to turn your brain off and it and it makes it so challenging to do that so i'm like right on the fence i'm gonna call it average i'm gonna give it a four okay i also gave it a four okay uh because i agree i think that it is average i do think that i completely agree with layla and the movie is super stupid and there's like a lot in the movie (laughs) that you're just like so like i want to know why comedic actors are often cast in these sort of like like uh, caution of the wind sort of action movies that don't really think they're that serious of a movie. Why is that a thing? Like, what is? Is it I because just, you need to insert comedy into it? I because, think it's a thing now. Like, I was thinking about yeah. this too when Gay was talking. I just think yeah. comedy action is a trend now. And I, I was thinking is about this function to while it? I was watching the movie. I kind of wish it wasn't a comedy action movie. Like, if they had taken themselves a little bit more seriously and just done true action and just been like, "This oh is fucking God. scary." No, like, 30 minutes shorter, too. It would have been tight. Yeah, take I agree out with some that, content. But at the same yeah. time, if you <laughs> remove all comedy from this movie, the only thing I'm focused on is how fucking stupid the plot of this movie is. Oh, I was there already. And then I'm like, I can't make fun of it. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, this movie is completely worthless if it doesn't make, if it doesn't have any fun. Yeah, I guess. For sure. That's fair. There are so many of these shitty action movies. Anyways. There's just a lot in it. Grumpy old man. The list of things that pull you out of the movie is pretty long. And we should probably move on to another category. Yeah. But I will say there are a couple things. A, if you loved your daughter so much, your future daughter, why would you never use her goddamn toxin that you spent six days coming up with with her? Barely used it. You brought like 17 syringes 
into the alien ship. And why, and why, didn't, you, like, why didn't you mass oh, produce no. it? Why didn't you mass yeah, produce it? What was the rush? There's like 30 years until the war happens. You had to go wake him up. Why go now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a, the first thing. <laughs> Second thing, did they don't smell anything? The oh. White Claws. Oh. I'm not calling They're, them whatever oh, they're actually white called. White Spikes? I'm calling them White Claws for the duration of this podcast. Okay, fair. The White Claws this do not... Sponsored by White Claws. By white Claw. yeah. <laughs> Go to whiteclaw.com, type in promo code New facing toxin, off. Yvonne Strahovski toxin flavor coming out of this. So. <laughs> um, there is no indication that they smell anything. And then J.K. Simmons cuts his hand and is like, I'm sorry, son. And then it's like, oh, fuck, that's blood. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, this is too technical. Dude, <laughs> there's, there are there's so, so many, many bigger obvious obvious things <laughs> to make fun of. No, yeah. that one killed me because no. I could not wrap my head around how this that. Would, appears to just be a bunch of, like, octopus wolves killed the entire world. There's, like... So many billions of I mean, people on Earth. There's just so many. Yeah. He doesn't kill the fucking mother one when he first gets there. He kills the other yeah. ones first. He doesn't mass produce the fucking thing when he gets there. No one helps him, which makes no sense at all. He goes to a fucking child to ask about volcanic shit. And that's like supposed to be normal. I There's so many things. There's too many that's things. That's scene. actually the world's foremost expert on volcanic <laughs> eruptions. Oh my God. That's I've never wanted to beat a child more that than seems that so scene. funny dude and it's all because of climate change yeah so buy a hybrid car i i get Prius, so assholes your or ultimate the wolf point and, will kill us all. your ultimate point and i think we all <laughs> have this issue of why uh why it's not engage it's not that engaging when it could be since it's a fucking shoot 'em up like action sci-fi movie is that there are just too many questions when it we're takes gonna itself say, too seriously, it tries yeah. too hard. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow doesn't do that. I mean, it tries, but it nails it. And it doesn't try too hard. I'm gonna go with a three. That's what I'm gonna end with. Okay, I'm gonna okay. stick with a four. four three, Nick four. did a four. Uh, let's move on to originality, which is okay. I want to do this because this gets into what we are talking about. So uh, originality is how creative the movie is, how unique it is. Does it stand out in its genre? Did it need to be made? Um, this is where I really want to knock a lot of it because. There is an original concept in this, the whole like drafting people for this future war and like the monster design is really fucking cool. I'll get to all that in a bit. But the concept itself, just just the simple idea that they could convince the world to draft everyone makes absolutely no sense to me because we are currently living in a world <laughs> where we know that a virus is killing everybody and all we got to do is put on a mask and get vaccinated and that is a huge issue for the and i'm not taking a stance on this i'm saying there we can't convince the entire global population to do that but some lady or 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 let's we can talk about global warming because like we have scientific <laughs> that evidence that that's gonna ends up it's we have scientific evidence in the form of this movie that it's gonna end up releasing a bunch of octopi but even, like even like in reality, we know that it's going to devastate populations, and we still are having trouble getting the whole world to do something about that. Yet this girl shows up at the World Cup and explodes gives, out of explode. purple and magenta <laughs> yeah. confetti. Doesn't look cool. Yeah, and comes out and gives 
legitimately one of the least inspiring speeches I've ever seen. And the entire world is like, okay, let's draft our citizens for something that's not going to affect us for 30 years. And then in the future for I call, one week. I can't get past that <laughs> because that, just, that would never exist. I know this is a sci-fi movie. We're talking about aliens and monsters. But just that simple fact, it just, no. I'm sorry. That's not how the fucking, that's not how global politics work. <laughs> that's not how humans work. We're incredibly selfish uh, as a species. But with no evidence of their claims either. Yeah, and there's and there there's really no evidence, and they don't have they haven't gotten all the scientific backing that they need, as is proven by them not being able to figure shit out until the actual future. Yeah, it's not like they brought a white claw back and had it munch up the entirety of the Argentinian world. I really thought you were talking about a white claw. I swear to God. Yeah, Nick is gonna make (laughs) it confusing, but. All that said, I mean, I do think that there are certain unique elements to this. I actually really like their the focus on PTSD in this movie. I think there's yeah. something more to that that they could have focused more on. And I think that they, re- I mean, they nail it in just a, a one simple shot of Sam Richardson when he when they zap back and he just has that tear coming out of his eye or whatever. It's, it's just like, like I hid. There were some emotional elements I really like. And I like the concepts about protecting your family and what is worth sacrificing, blah, blah, blah. All that is, is really cool and could have elevated this movie, but there are so many fucking questions as we said. So it really doesn't feel like there was a lot of thought that went into the creativity. It's like, let this fucking baby cook for like five more years as we figure out what this movie should be. And then there won't be a lot of questions. We always talk about in this section, um, it, a, a movie could get really hurt if there is a pitch meeting from the YouTube channel Screen Rant. This one had like an eight-minute pitch meeting. They're usually about like four to five minutes. That means there are a multitude of stupid questions going on the entire time. And as cool as the monster design could be in this, and I really do think it's a cool monster or alien species or whatever – it's just constantly brought down by stupid absurdity and, and really dumb uh, uh, concepts that are just not creative. So I'm at a two. I am also at a two. I okay. think that it's honestly, it could have been a good enough idea to execute in a similar way to the way that Edge of Tomorrow is executed. And then you could have two movies. You mm-hmm. could cut this movie off and have the first one end with him saying, "Have give Yvonne Strahovski a bigger role. Have her have a lot of the movie be him and her forming, you know, a bond and maybe have him there for less than a week hmm. <sighs> or more than a week. That part is so dumb that they send all of the people there for one week. Well, it's all arbitrary. It's yeah, like, they're it's like, Oh, but we only have this technology for this. It's like, why? Because the anyway, writers decided that if you're going to give the movie a facelift. I feel like you could totally do that. And this is probably a good enough idea to execute in two parts. Cause they barely reveal that there's an entire spaceship that is basically just a ripoff of the movie Alien, full of these creatures. Yeah, in the second Prometheus, part, they yeah. did they kill them like in thirty seconds. But that's like a kind of a huge thing that could have been explored more. They could have done a good job, but instead the movie's like somehow rushed, but also two hours and twenty five minutes long. Oh my God, like it's so you can't long. have an original movie and then just have everyone talk about how all of the ideas, how everything exists. They don't. You don't. The best parts of the movie are Sam Richardson's emotional tear 
And when he, when, when Chris Pratt comes back and is like really fucked up by the idea of seeing his nine year old daughter after spending a week yeah, and then that, watching his adult daughter die, like that scene is actually that whole part where he comes back is probably the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't say anything hardly. Yeah. The rest of the movie is just people explaining to you. It's the best part what of the movie. He doesn't watching. say anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because the rest of the movie, the dialogue is so bad. Like, you can't have an original movie and then explain your original movie. That's a great point. Yeah. To literally just ex- have, have characters explain it with the dialogue that you've written. Like, it just doesn't work that way. That doesn't make a movie good. doesn't make it original. Like, make us watch it. Make us think, like, a little bit. Because otherwise, it just is, like, hackneyed. It doesn't work. Um, so I gave it a two. I think it's a unique monster. There's some actually emotional elements like the PTSD, but it just doesn't, it doesn't end up coming off as a movie that needed to be made. And I, I think it probably could have, but I agree. It doesn't. What about you, Layla? Yeah, I'm going to give it a two as well. I just think that this movie wanted to be like five different things and yes. none of those things were executed well. Like there is absolutely a film about the effects of war in here. There's absolutely a movie about a guy going into the future and having to grapple with his older daughter and the person he became and who he wants to become later. Like that's its own film when they come back and they all buddy cop together and go try to save the world. That's its own movie. Like it's, it's not original when you don't execute it well, like it's just not done well. Nothing in it came together. There is no real storyline going on here. That makes any sense. So it's just not that great of a movie. Like, I was entertained and I laughed at parts, but it's not that great. It's just not that original of a concept. Having the alien being frozen somewhere is like in too many. It's in Transformers. It's in way too many movies. It's in way too many movies. Um, So (laughs) I'm just over a lot of these tropes. They could have done something original. They didn't. They had something original and they ruined it. So, yeah. (laughs) Oof. Oof, Tomorrow War. All right, Layla, why don't you uh, keep going and talk about Edge of Tomorrow originality? I had a hard time with this one. I didn't really put a yeah. score yet because I I know it's based off of something. Correct, Nick? You're always on this game. It's based off of something. It is. Yeah. It's based off of a ma- manga uh, series. It's called... It, it's, it has some ridiculous name. It's something about like all the killing is for you or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, it's actually not that close not that close to, to it. It's not like the character creations. Like it's not a major in the in the army. Not a PR mm-hmm. person. The aliens don't even look at all the same gotcha. in it. Um, yeah. So. Um, well, in that case, I mean, aside from the Groundhog Day trope that it uses, I am going to give it a six. I think it is just an incredibly engaging, fun, smart. Because, like, aside from like just the way they executed it is really original to me. The way that they, we talked about it a little bit, but the way they incorporate the emotions into the movie and the relationships Mm -hmm. is really different. And it's crazy that you're like two thirds into the movie. And all of a sudden when you, when he's keeping her back and he explains to her that he can't see her die again. And all, all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, I didn't even realize I was emotionally invested in the two of you until this moment. Just like he is like, it just, it creeps up on you and it's supposed to, and I think that's an incredibly original way to create a love story. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a six. I think it's a very original sci-fi film, and I think it's beloved by people. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And actually, the I actually give it more credit for using the Groundhog Day trope because I, I think 
it was like one of the first times that you brought Groundhog Day, that concept, into sci-fi. Mm. And it's been done a few times afterwards. There's a movie called Boss Level that just came out this year with Frank Grillo that's like that. There's one called Ark that is pretty decent on Netflix um, that does that. But this one really nails it, and I think it becomes really clever in how it uses that concept. Yeah, I, I also... I love the character story writing for Tom Cruise. It's a full character arc, and I think it's really clever. We never really get that war movie where it's like the piece of shit politician uh, type guy who's been peddling the war has to become the soldier and then you know becomes like the ultimate mm-hmm. soldier through it. I I was listening to the rewatchables talk about this, and it. Um, the, uh, Chris Ryan was saying it's like Groundhog Day meets Alien, except for instead of Ripley being the main character, it's Paul Reiser's character from <laughs> Alien yeah, being the main character, totally. which is just like totally accurate. That's great, yeah. Um, I don't think the movie itself is super intelligent in terms of like its story. Mm-hmm. I think if you stop and think about it, your head starts hurting and you're like, uh well, that's not how fucking time works or anything. Like, it's pretty stupid at certain points. But I think it allows itself to be clever in terms of how they manipulate that story with humor and tension and timing and just the structure of it. That whole drop where you find out that he has... I mean, once you slow, when you rewatch this movie and you slowly realize how many, how long he's been in there, mm-hmm. just like any of these movies, it it blows your fucking yeah. mind, and it really hits hard. And you put that perfectly, Layla. That you you don't even realize that you're emotionally uh, invested in their like romance until he's like, I have basically lived like like a thousand years with you doing this because we've just been doing this over and over and I can't save you and I just want to enjoy this one last moment. Yeah. Um, it's never mentioned how many times, but you can assume it's probably around 300 because that's how many times she does it. I think it's even more because Could someone be. broke down Groundhog Day and it was like he had to have done it like 10,000 times or something because he becomes a master at certain things. But yeah, I also, I just, you know, simply because we talked about this with uh, the Tomorrow War I actually, I, the creature design for the aliens is so specific. It's so random that I have to like give this movie credit. I love it's it. It's just like, who the fuck comes up with I that? I love it it's so like, much. Yeah, it's great. They look like mimics look really, really cool. Yeah. And they don't make any sense. And, and I don't get how anyone like comes up with that. And terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, and I also like their, their suits. I, I, I was always like waiting for a movie that does that ever since aliens has the moment with Ripley and the um, <laughs> forklift thing. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, so I give it a six out of seven. What was your score Layla? Or are six. you undecided? Also six. I also, I also, also gave it a six. Um, well, we might be in total agreement here. <laughs> I think we, I think we are. I mean, the, by the way, the name of the uh, manga is, uh, where did it go? Apparently, it's pronounced manga. Manga. My yeah. bad. Yeah, I just learned my that bad yesterday. people. It is manga. Cancel me. That's the thing that cancels me. That's it, right there. <laughs> yeah. Done. Probably not. It's called "All You Need Is Kill." Yes. Which okay, is I was pretty close. Instead of "All You Need Is Love." Um, yeah. It That's is. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it takes pretty directly from that. But I do think that a lot of the thought that goes into this film, we could probably credit at least part of it to Tom Cruise. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Tom. He, he wanted the mech suits. Yeah. They were supposed to be CGI, and he was like, nope, they're going to be real. It's like one of it. He the, wanted Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Great um, choice. Who had never been in an action film. And now she's a great action star. Until this movie. And then she got shredded as hell. And then she got pregnant. Oh, yeah. During this movie. And then stopped being pregnant because she gave birth to a baby. Yeah, that makes sense. And then still was in, did, still had to film the rest of this movie, which is crazy. Um, that doesn't have a whole lot to do with this section, but I just Original. think it's a pretty... Original. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's a pretty cool... I, I, it's just a cool story. And it's mm-hmm. executed so well that even though it's based on something, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, the only thing is like the... Yes, the like mimics. And then what are the... The bigger mimics that spill. alphas, alphas, yeah, mimics and alphas look cool. The omega is super dumb. Yeah, I don't fully get it. It's like, and that that whole part of it, the story is, you're just like, okay. No one else knew that there's just like a big guy somewhere and they could just bomb it. And I forgot to mention good. in Spectacularity though, the moment where he turns around and he releases the pins from the grenade and he shows the Alpha the pin. It's like, the Alpha doesn't know what the fuck you just did. But like, <laughs> oh, I guess they are. They're like war people. But he, when he shows it, I remember seeing that in theaters and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's really, so cool. it's really cool. Yeah. And I think this, I think the Alpha does know, dude. <laughs> Um, I should have given this a seven. Uh, I almost gave it a seven for um, a spectacle, but I do think that no for original. I know. Oh, for sorry. spectacle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, I'm gonna go six in originality. Okay. Though. Originality. Yeah. All right. Well, um, why don't you talk about actoring then, Nick, for Edge of Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where'd my notes go? A uh, couple guys in the crew, not great. Like Ford. Has a stupid line. Why don't you guys get me a glass or shut the hell up or whatever. Yeah. That does. Other than that, everything is really well cast. And I think the movie, for what it is, is so well written. Mm. Because they there are some scenes. So like everything about the Omega and stuff, they're like over explaining stuff. And like that kind of stuff just drives me nuts. But they're also wrong about yeah. all of it. Which ends up being, you know, kind of a reverse face that's kind of cool. Um but it's just like so fun to watch for so many different reasons. Emily Blunt is like so perfectly cast in this role. Tom Cruise, I, I, Julie and I were trying to figure out if anyone else could play this role. I don't think no in the same way that he is. But I'm sure that there's a better actor out there. That no, there's no better like actor. Um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot to nitpick. I don't think it's perfect. But I think that be, for what it is, it's so well written and everyone's so well cast. I, I got to give it a six. Uh, yeah, I'm going to jump in just because, uh, I just to confirm (laughs) that Tom Cruise is perfect for this role. And I fucking love, uh, that he could take any type of action movie and make it so much better than it probably had any right to be. It's like that he cares so much about this. He cares so much, especially about like stunts and stuff. And there's this funny interview where Emily Blunt explains that she almost killed him when they were doing the stunt for the, with the caravan in the back of the van, she slammed oh, it yeah. into a tree on one of the takes and she was just so nervous. Cause he's like the king of doing his own stunts. But I just think what Tom Cruise brings to this is just different than most of his roles. I think that his comedic timing is really good in it. I love, he has a, like a really iconic shout that I completely like forgot about. So like anytime he's like screaming and like, 
when he's playing the pathetic version of him in the first like half of the movie, he's very good at that. And it's believable, even though we know him as this like absolute mega star at like action star. Um, but I think he just sells everything really well. And it's, it's a clever casting because when he has to be this guy who used to be an ad exec, uh, who gets forced into the military because he had like ROTC training, it's like, I don't really know a lot of actors that could have done that role because that's such a Tom Cruise thing. That's like Magnolia mixed with Mission Impossible mixed with Jerry Maguire. Like, yeah, Jerry Maguire. Like it's it's great. I also Emily Blunt is this is the moment where everyone's like, oh my god, Emily Blunt is like the fucking coolest, and she went on to do a lot like a, a lot of other really cool roles, and, and she became like a mega star. But like. Just her getting up off of the floor is like one of the most iconic shots. I could just watch that like over a, and over and over and over again. She looked magical. You could, that, <laughs> you could tell that Doug Lyman was like, okay, this is a really good thing. We're going to do this about like 10 yeah. times in the movie. And we're actually going to finish the movie with it because it's She so had to big. do it so many times in a row that they had to put a harness on her to keep her up at the end of it. <laughs> but most funny. of the time, she's actually able to accomplish it. That was a trivia. It's like a be. pretty easy yoga move. It's like a pretty standard no, thing. No, it's no, actually she's not because she's on her, her toes. Whole, oh, sorry, sorry. Not that. I'm talking about when she just rises up but she's at all, first. It, that's not Cobra Pose. She's on her oh, toes, okay. which is a whole other thing. Yeah, she's like almost completely off well, the ground. Well, that was dumb on her part because <laughs> you can't see her fucking legs in that shot. Anyways. Yeah, I thought that too, but it's not. That'd be Cobra. That's easy. Yeah. She's it, doing a whole like other thing. She's got a whole other thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I, everyone else is like pretty pretty fine. I think rest in peace of Bill Paxton. This is like one of my fa- favorite late career Bill Paxson roles. It's so, he's just so great in it. And like, you don't need to make that character great. He's just their fucking drill sergeant. Um, I mean, you see him talk so many fucking times. I hope you make him great. My Yeah, God. I guess he should be pretty great. But he, it's so funny because it's like, he does certain accents for movies, but it's just such a ridiculous one for him to do as the Kentucky <laughs> accent. Um, I, the, I, the only... If I had to say anyone whose acting is brought down and like Doug Lyman as a director can't bring up, I really hate the the one girl in their unit because yeah. she just reminds me of Cecily Strong on SNL. Like it just <laughs> seems like a, an yeah. SNL skit that Cecily Strong would do. So uh, I'm going to give it a five. I think it's slightly above average. I just... If you don't have Tom Cruise in this movie, it is brought down. Even if Emily Blunt could keep it up a little bit. He's the main guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a five as well. I I just think this movie is Emily and Tom, and they carry it, and they're magical in it, and they put in really great performances. I I think everyone else is fine. I, I don't really love anybody else that much. I couldn't really care less about anybody else's performance, if I'm being honest. Uh, everyone on their te- on his team or whatever annoys me. Like, I don't think they're funny. I, they're, they're supposed to be, like, the comedy of the film, and I just... I It's whatever to me. Um, I, I, I historically am, like, not Tom Cruise's favorite. Like, like, he's not my favorite. He's not... I'm not his biggest fan, but I can absolutely acknowledge that he is the king of action movies and he does incredible work in this movie and he does a great job and he carries such a beautiful emotional weight to this character that was very needed. And again, that we didn't even know we needed until it happened. So props to him for just 
carrying mm-hmm. that subtly throughout the whole movie. And my girl Emily, I mean, she's just a magical creature. I love Emily Blunt. I think she's an incredible actress. I can't wait to see all the other things that she does in her career. I think it's so fun that she did this action movie and she's such a badass in it. And I think it's just fun to see a female character be as strong as she is in this movie. And there's no other pretense to it other than she's just super strong. And she, and like emotionally and physically, like she, every second of this film is like, I will put my life on the line. Like I'm here to save people and it's powerful and she's a powerful character and she does a great job. She carries it perfectly. Um, So yeah, it's above average. It's a five. I just don't think if there were more side characters that like excelled, I think I would want to give it a six. I just think it's really just these two that did such a great job. Agreed. And I do want to clarify that Tom, Tom Cruise was like almost not an action star. He really didn't want to be after Top Gun and Tom Cruise's early career acting is like fucking phenomenal role after phenomenal role. He worked with some of the best directors. So let's not fucking. I knew, I knew Gabe was gonna like have to Tom make Cruise a comment is. after I said that. There's just plenty of movies that maybe you haven't seen where he's absolutely like unbelievably good, and he should have won an Oscar for Magnolia. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the Tom the the Tom. Morrow War. Uh, wow. And let's talk about actoring. I have only a few notes, and one of them is kind of a counterpoint to what Nick said for Edge of Tomorrow. Plug anyone else into the Tomorrow War. Plug any other actor into any of these roles. It's the same fucking movie. I don't think anyone elevates it in any way. I love Sam Richardson. I think he's really funny, and I think he brings a certain, like, innocent charm that works for certain scenes, but I just feel like there's a lot of other people that could have done that role in the way that it was written for them. Uh, don't think Chris Pratt elevates it. I'm actually starting to wonder if Chris Pratt can carry an action movie on his own. Or if he can act. He's, he, he works well off. Of, I, I like him a lot in the guardians of the galaxy movies. Like, I think he's very good as Peter Quill and I think he works well with the guy, the people around him, just everyone. Um, but I'm just like, if it's a more serious action movie, I don't think he's that star. And we're starting to all figure that out pretty quickly. But studios are going to keep giving him stuff because he's hot as hell, apparently. Um, I will say, uh, Mary Lynn Radscrub, I, I can never say her last name. She's from 24. She's like one of the, she's the lead person in 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. She's also Gail the Snail from It's Always Sunny. Shout out to all of our It's Always Sunny fans out there. Uh, she's in this movie for like three to four minutes and then dies in just the stupidest way. And that's a fucking complete waste of a really funny and really, really talented actor. So fuck this movie for that. I'm giving it a two out of seven. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm right there with you. Um, It's not great. At all. Uh, exhibit A is pretty much everything that Yvonne Strahovski and Chris Pratt say to each other. Yeah. It's just such bad writing. Oof. It's just like so eye rolly. Like, just Oof. give us something else. And then they just go on to like form a, a, a genuine relationship that just evolves by working together that you can, again, you just see. Like, you don't have to have the actors tell you how they feel about everything. Mm. It makes the movie worse. Uh, And they do that all the time in this movie. So to me, 
that is very poorly uh, written. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, it's also I will really say- clear that. I mean, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of other stuff I could talk about, but yeah, you're completely right. It's very clear that the movie was executive produced by Chris Pratt, and so Chris Pratt is in it, and that's it. There, anyone could he's have executive also, he's produced it. He's a big star. Anyone like, could, yeah, it may, but, I know that. I just don't think he could carry a movie. I will say, so as I'll okay, let Layla talk on about the his, ac- his contrasting your point about the uh, Yvonne Strahat. I don't know what the fuck her last <laughs> Keep name is. Keep trying. Um, Shlovsky. Yeah, she's Australian. I think uh, she's from Handmaid's Tale, right? Yes. Is she Australian? Yeah, she's Australian. Um, she's from- I actually think Betty Gilpin works really well with Chris Pratt in their scenes. It's yeah, just it's like weird. there's three of them. Uh, anyways, Layla. Betty Gilpin, 100% auditioned for Yvonne Strahovski's role as well and got the role that she got. For and, sure. And was pissed about it. Oh, Guaranteed. she did? Interesting. I would assume. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would, I would if assume. If you auditioned for both of those roles and you got the doting wife who has one good idea, you would she be pissed. She has a great idea, though. It saves humanity. Layla. Again. I, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> I... <laughs> this movie definitely solidified that I am entirely over Chris Pratt as an actor, as a human, all of the above. I'm just completely over it. I don't feel any desire to ever watch a movie that he leads ever again. I, I'm over. I'm so done. Like I, Gabe, you and I had a conversation. I feel like months ago, a while back, and we like pinpointed it. And I wish I had those text messages still, but it was like something about him. The second he got a body and he did Guardians and he realized, like, what it feels like to not be the, like, chubbier com- comedic guy on the side, he got a complex. Like, such a complex. And yeah. I feel like now he thinks that he has to be the douchey, like, main lead character in an action movie. And I'm so over it. And I don't... And I and I, I don't think he's douchey in that. I just think in a lot of movies he is. So I'm just, like, oh, thinking yeah. that in general. I just and and on top of that, like the writing of this character is awful. Like the fact that we see him as this doting father, and then all of a sudden we find out that he like left his child. And I know that that's like supposed to probably be about PTSD, but there's like no build up to that 100%. whatsoever. And all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> she's like, you left us, you divorced us, you dipped out. It's like what? Like I was just not prepared for any of it. Like all of a sudden, as Nick said, they're becoming best friends again in two seconds after we just found out that he abandoned her. Like it's such awful character writing. It's unbearably mm-hmm. awful character writing. Um, and yeah, which is a bummer because it's not a bad twist. Like I didn't see it coming that she yeah. was going to be his daughter. No, I was. Should have seen it. Their coming. their interactions are some of the best in yeah. the movie for me. Like they. They could have been it's like, as I said earlier, when I was like, there are a million ideas, like if they had just stayed with that and it wasn't a week and she died or whatever, I could have been about a movie where it was a little bit more of a slow burn and he started to understand more about himself and she helped him do that and all of this stuff. Like the only reason you're led to believe that he could walk away from his family is because in the beginning of the movie, he feels like he's not doing anything with his life because he's a bio teacher. And that's just not a good enough fucking reason for me to believe he abandoned his, like, best friend child that he's so close to who loves science. That girl, by the way, is, like, one of the better actors in this movie. That little girl is She's so cute. The kid? Yeah. 
She's yeah. incredibly cute. Um, yeah, I'm done. I don't know. I'm just so angry what at Chris you, Pratt. Oh, and can we forget? And fuck that kid that plays the volcano, uh, the volcano kid. expert. Like that whole scene, I was just like, no, no, no. no. I was literally like, no. If I watched that with Clay, I, I we probably kid. would have just both. Uh, we give it all twos. <laughs> yeah, all twos. Yeah, twos all around. What was that, dude? Uh, let's move on to oh, I can dude. I knew it. All right, what are we? What are we doing? Eye candy. Let's do eye candy. And okay. since you knew it, why don't you tell us what you thought about the? Tomorrow okay, I'll War, save this thing that uh, I knew visually. that I just read on IMDb for later. Do it. Uh, okay. Eye candy for Tomorrow War. Tomorrow War. Yeah. Tom, talk about the visual Tomorrow elements War? of it. Um, who's more shredded up, Blunt or, or J.K. Simmons? Ooh, it's close. <laughs> They're both shredded. I mean, Blunt. I think Emily Blunt's more shredded up. Uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons like old shredded. <laughs> Emily Blunt. It's also like, so much shredded. harder for a woman to get that kind of muscle on her body, so I just give her more props. Sure. Yeah, yeah she's beefed up. How old is he? <laughs> J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Old. Anyways, <laughs> old as time. Okay. Eye candy. Uh, your point about eye candy <laughs> has cool movie monsters. Yeah. The Tom Morrow War. Um, but the time traveling thing, as I've said multiple times. Looks like bisexual colored confetti. Um, it's just magenta and purple confetti. <laughs> <laughs> and it's ridiculous. It looks so bad. The time travel thing looks so bad. Like really bad. Yeah, it looks comically like, bad. Inexcusably yeah. bad for a movie like this. Yeah. I mean, I just... It literally, it's a really, it looks like when someone gets transported from like human form into a video game. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like in movies when like that, like transition, (laughs) like that's what it looked like. It's It's so so unoriginal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, I like the scene at the end where they beat the shit out of the female (laughs) monster alien. Oh, dude, definitely keep going with that. Female monster alien, female monster alien. Uh, it is. It's not. It's not a great scene, but it looks cool, uh, and yeah. the monsters look cool. But everything else looks like shit. Um, and uh, there's a scene where Chris Pratt's face is just blatantly CGI. Yeah. Julie walked in from working. She was like, "Why does his face look weird?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> and then I just read on IMDb that it's fully just for whatever reason he has a cgi face they just messed something up and it what the fuck post editing they had to like fix his fucking face Ugh. uh so i'm gonna give it a three okay slightly below average layla what are you at i'll give it a three it's just like fuck i don't i don't know i'll give it you know what no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll give it a four i'll give it a four i think it's an average visual film it's there are moments where I'm like engaged because the action is fun and fun action scenes are happening and good shootouts are happening. The aliens, the like camera work with the aliens and in the combat scenes is kind of cool. Like it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's by no means good. Um, So I'll just give it an average score. I'm trying to think of anything else I think is like cool. I do think. I don't know. I think the like visuals of like the tattered world they come into are kind of lame. Like I think they could have done a little bit of a better job mm-hmm. with that yeah. as well. Um, they just reuse the CGI from Godzilla. Yeah, it just it kind of it yeah, kind of just kind of looks sky. a lot like a video game and a lot of the like tropes mm-hmm. that they used with the visuals. So I don't know if mm-hmm. they did that on purpose. If they did, you did it. I don't know. It's an average no, movie. You, four. you did it. 
Yay! Um, Confetti. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Layla. I I was thinking about going lower, but then I'm thinking of certain scenes. Like I think the staircase uh, the staircase yeah, fight scene with the aliens is, is really fun. fucking cool. Yeah. Shit, shit, shit. That's a great scene. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, with uh, Sam <laughs> it's Richardson. A great thing. It's a bit. It's, it's just bit. it's it's not my favorite staircase uh, fight scene. Check in for. Do you have a list of that as well? On staircase. <laughs> no, but I could like right now in my head think of like Atomic Blonde is up there and one. Born Identity is up there. For sure, Anyways. Yes. Uh, Casino Royale. Casino Royale, amazing staircase fight scene. But it is a really good scene. And I actually, when you reveal what the monsters look like, it's really fucking cool. And the way that they shoot spikes is like really unique and it visually looks cool. I don't think the monsters look stupid in any way. Uh, they're pretty fucking terrifying. I mean, I'm, I'm, talk to me in five years. I'm going to say they look dumb on a TV. But like, I, I thought they were visually pretty cool. Um, I thought some of the, I, I just thought the action scenes in general were really fun. I don't like the time travel like warp color thing, but I do like shit. when they show them <laughs> falling out of the sky. I think that the way that they film that is kind of cool. Um, I just like everything in like normal human world uh, or like our reality, you know, like present time. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. No, I'm not uh, laughing at you. I'm not laughing at it's you. It's all human I was world. literally laughing at when you brought up the falling scene. All I could picture in my mind was everyone just ka-plopping onto the fucking thing. Dude, it was like, it's like when you watch the Titanic. For the, I, when I saw the Titanic for the first time, the I started bawling. Because the way people fall from oh the, the uh, ship, they like hit things and then like fucking snap in half and then <laughs> yeah. fall into the water. It's like that, but faster and stupider. <laughs> it's it's pretty disturbing, but uh, it's not disturbing I'm sorry, enough. I'm content. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just was gonna say like the. I think just everything in reality or like in present day is just really fucking stupid and it looks bad and it looks like a really corny movie. And, and for whatever money that they use for this, it that just sucks because there's a million more or, or there's like a hundred more Midsommars in the world that could take like a $20 million budget and make it look visually mm-hmm. outstanding. So I'm going to give it a below average uh, three. A three? Yeah. Let's talk about eye candy with Edge of Tomorrow. Wait, when, how do they shoot the spikes? Do they like inhale? Is it like when you blow into a... I think a, they have infinite ones. Is it like a pool noodle thing where you like oh, blow kind into of. a pool noodle and it sprays the water out the other end? That's where they got the idea. Someone was like at a pool party <laughs> and it was like, oh, wait, 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 and then runs inside. What if those were on the backs of wolves? <laughs> yeah. And this is how this They're movie like came to be. All right. Um. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Let's talk about Edge of Tomorrow eye candy. On that I wrote no notes. I... <laughs> Don't think this is incredible visually in terms of like action movies, but I think it's really fun <laughs> visually. So I would say it's slightly above average that I just, I think they had a lot of fun with the monster creations and a lot of fun with the mecha suits and nothing in this movie looks visually bad. Nothing. Not one single Especially thing. Especially Emily Blonde. Yeah, except for the Omega, I guess. Um Just is dumb. And I, and I don't like uh, memory sequences in movies. Um, when they're like showing where the Omega is, that looks like a video game to me. It's yeah. like really poorly filmed. For sure. Uh, Both that's times. It. Both yeah. times look bad. But that's two scenes in the entire movie. So five out of seven. They look like cutscenes from uh, 007 Nightfall from the PlayStation yes. 2. Yes. Absolutely. Um, what about you, uh, Layla or Nick? What do you guys think? Edge of Tomorrow. 
Me? Don't all jump on um, it. I'm going to give it a five as well. I think it's really fun visually. I do think like the way they definitely... I, Gabe, you might know who it was, but like whoever the cinematographer were, was and like the directing and the editing, et cetera, the way that they film it is very warlike and it's really... He doesn't know. Let he it doesn't know. The record state. He doesn't uh, know. He's Googling write it. Write this date down. Um, it's... <laughs> 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 it's... it's um. <laughs> oh, it's Dion Beeb. <laughs> oh, of course. Anyways, it is. Oh, he's actually really. It's good. very, it's very warlike. Sorry. It's very realistic, and I feel very engaged with how intense all of those moments are. Like when he, um, when he's thrust on for the first time onto the the beach, it's it's very jarring, and the way they film it, and the way the they way it edit it, yeah, down. like yeah. that whole sequence is the reason it's so intense and the reason you're like, holy shit is because of the visuals. Um, I do think like some of the like whirling that they do to kind of spin it into like the next scene or when he wakes up and stuff gets a little bit like too much for me just personally. Mm. Cause I get the transitions. Yeah. It's a lot of transitioning. And I know that that's just a part of the concept and necessary. Um, but because it happens so much, I think it becomes a little bit too much for me, but Otherwise, just such a fun visual movie. It's They do a great job for exactly what it's supposed to be. I think the aliens, as I said, are so much fun. I prefer them in this movie to the Tomorrow War ones. And they're just very... They move the way the movie moves. Like, they're so quick and they're agile and they, like, you have to follow them throughout every scene and it's it's fun. Totally. Um, so those are really cool. And the suits are just a really fun costume additive. So, yeah, I'm five. Can I? I actually forgot to mention there are two uh, scenes that I really like visually for action. Um, one is like the whole training sequence inside mm-hmm. with the like metal versions yeah. of mm-hmm. the mimics is really cool. Yeah. Um, but the other one is the when they go into the war scene and it's when uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are equally fucking insane in mm-hmm. the battlefield and they're jumping over each other and she's spinning. I mean, everything she does with the sword is fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when they're both doing that and then he does the thing where he runs around the whole pit to save his, <laughs> yeah. uh, J Bill squad. Paxton's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's, I think some of those visual scenes are like really, really cool. So that's where I'm like happy to give it a slightly above yeah. average. Uh, five. I gave it a six because I think that the humor a lot of the humor also comes from the visuals. Oh, fuck, that's great. And so that makes it more than a, it was going to be just a 5, but I think that like I don't I'm not bothered by how much it it like transitions and like moves and how quickly that work. I think that that really work that really works for me. Oh, it's important like, for sure. That, it's necessary. Yeah. I'm just personally I, but like beyond it being Yeah, no, beyond it being necessary, I think it, it works for mm-hmm. me. Like it, it may not work for you, but it, it I think it's I think that it, they use it really well they use it oh, to yeah. confuse they use it to like disorienting yeah mm. and, and i and they use it and it happens so much and they do it so well that it totally makes sense when you kind of find out that he's probably done this hundreds of times mm-hmm. and he just he knows where the coffee is and even that scene where he's like looking through the drawers he's not even looking at them yeah he's like looking at like a way and just kind of rifling through them and finding the things that he needs inside of them yeah. like it's just i think that it it works on so many different levels that i'm gonna give it a six only reason it's not a seven is because the omegas look like the back of a bulbasaur that's <laughs> stupid 
uh, yeah, let the record state that I'm pretty close to also uh, getting it to a six, but I'm not going to, and that's just because I'm ridiculous. But the record <laughs> could still state that I didn't know that it was Dion Beebe who did uh, Memoirs of a Geisha, and he won for cinematography for that. Wow. Um, and he also did Chicago. Ooh. And collateral. Um, so he's a very wow. good cinematographer. Makes sense. Um, no, knows Tom Cruise too. Let us finish these off. Yeah, they're probably best friends. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. Uh, let's finish off with legacy. Let's talk about the lasting legacy of these movies. Um, let's start with Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I think the fact that it is to a lot of people, I know that you, Layla, you've, you've now seen it three times, but. I think to a lot of people, it's a very, very rewatchable movie. Oh, um, it yeah. famously like did horribly in the box office and yeah. had like a really troublesome production that took like two and a half years to make it. Uh, make it. It Thanks became Emily Blunt and John Krasinski's child. Yeah, well, there were more issues, no, but um, but it's mostly that child. But it became like a cult classic yeah. kind of afterwards in terms of yeah. like action. Like people got really obsessed with it. And it's funny because after it failed in theaters, they took the tagline from the movie, Live, Die, Repeat, and they made it the name of the movie. And then anyone who had seen the movie was like, what? No, you can't just change the name of something I saw. Yeah, I did not know this, That's... and I was very confused when I found out. Yeah, it was like, a, and they were like going to do Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat was going to be the next one, and they still might make that. I don't know what the fuck... Uh, when that's going to come out but that's dumb but (laughs) i mean i think that this is like a good example of how uh the movie's legacy just like grew over time and that really aids it in this category because it wasn't necessarily that well received at first um but i actually personally just love rewatching it because i just like like I said earlier, finding out how long he's been in it and like kind of like thinking about that and then reliving some of the like most fun scenes and rewatching Emily Blunt do uh, a cooler version of a Cobra pose. Um, so I will give it's it like some special plank. That she's uh, doing. It's like I want to give it a slightly above average, but I really do think that this has become like a bigger movie over time. So I'm like close to a six. What are you guys thinking? I'm at a five. I was between a four and a five. I'm at a five. Okay, you, I'm going to do five. I'll do five. Okay. I'll do five. I do want to say, we keep talking about this pose. I don't even think her toes are on the ground, dude. I think she's lifting her whole body weight with just her hands. That's why she's all the way down like that. That's what she's doing earlier. And then, yeah. she, and then she lifts early. herself yeah. up. Yeah, but we don't see her legs. <laughs> don't believe it. Uh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. It's called a planche. Planch with an E at That the sounds like a, a fake dressing where someone makes planch or something. Planch is a demanding position. Athletes train for it with the progression of simpler moves advanced to the next when they've gained. Yeah, I mean, she looks so badass doing it. Anyways, um, I'm going to give it a five because I, I do absolutely acknowledge that this is like very much of an incredibly popular sci-fi film and it's known that way and i think it's still to this day very popular and i see it on tv like all the time <laughs> um so i'm sure mm-hmm. people do sit on the weekends and just rewatch whenever they want and stuff i can easily see it being a fun rewatch just like throwing it on in the middle of the movie and like loving up on what's happening with tom and like them battling and stuff like it's a it's a good easy throw on movie and it's a great sci-fi movie so 
I don't see why it wouldn't be a five. I don't think it's average by any means when it comes to its legacy. It's only growing with time. I think Emily Blunt's career has only grown with time. So seeing her in it is always just a like a happy thing to see. And Tom Cruise is just a star as far as action movies. So anyone typically will watch an action movie with Tom Cruise in it. So yeah, I think it's going to do really well over time. Yeah, I hope people appreciate it as much as we do. Because it's a great movie. They do. Julie had never seen it. She liked it. Oh she really? Like anything? She's a big old troll. <laughs> yeah. She, well, I she Nicholas. it literally is that that she just does it to troll. Uh, no, she, she does. She, she liked it, and she she like really she's like like really doesn't like Tom Cruise. Mm. Neither do I. Like, Neither really do I. My girl. Yeah. wrong. You, you guys are all both wrong. I mean, I'm I don't like love the man. Your preference is wrong. I love the man in this movie. He he crushes it. Uh, one person that could have done it who was considered for the role, Ryan Gosling. So no. I I actually had it's that different. thought. I had that thought when you guys said it earlier. He could do that. I could see him doing it. First of all, not at the time that it came out, <laughs> and second of all, no. Just deeply offending Gabe right now. He's not he old could be enough. A weasel, but it's He's like not old enough. He would be too goofy and weaselly. He's not old enough either. This is 2014. He would like you said, he would yeah. not have been old enough to like pull off the major, yeah, a, a former ad exec guy. That I can, I can I see can, it. I can see if it. He does like a version of his character in uh, the big. That's short. exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking a, Jared. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we are in agreement, leaving Edge of Tomorrow with a score of eighty-two. Now, Jack to the tats. I will tell you guys now, if we somehow can award Tomorrow War a score of. Um, 49. And that's exactly what I'm not going to do because <laughs> I'm going to give Tomorrow War a 2 out of 7. A well below average. Um, I will say this. The way that when I was talking to Layla about this and she was like steaming mad and like like in a comedic way through text to me. Steaming I was thinking mad. in my head, I have seen a lot worse movies this year. I promise you that. I was actually like physically so angry watching the little things when I first watched that, that I just like, I fucking hate that movie with everything in me. And I desperately wanted to turn Godzilla versus Kong off. I thought I could get away with us doing an episode on it and me not finishing it. Um, That's how much I just genuinely did not enjoy it. So I will say this about the tomorrow war. I watched this before we decided we were going to do it as a movie and I finished it all in one night and I was like, okay, <laughs> like honestly, split it up? not that bad. I'll give you props. No, I just <laughs> supposed to do that. I, I, I just, wish I knew that I watched it this afternoon. It fucking <laughs> ate up my whole day. Personally, it was, <laughs> uh, personally, it was entertaining enough to finish. Um, it's got kind of mediocre reviews, but not horrible reviews. No. It originally it's was good supposed to be score. released. I think by, yeah, I think audiences like it, and I could see why they would, because they're dumb. Um, woof, but, woof. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, alienating everyone. <laughs> um, but this was, I think, supposed to originally be released by Paramount, and you could tell it's like supposed to be a theater For movie. Sure. And I know you can see it in theaters, but it is... Actually, it might be Prime only. Um, it's a Prime if original. If you saw it in theaters, let us know. Yeah, uh, and they, they had to, like, advertise... They advertised it on, like, packages to people to, like, get the word out, which is just ridiculous. But, you know, I think it'll be pretty forgettable, but I do think the monsters itself, like, maybe we'll remember that. And I think it's, yeah. like... Think it's gonna were, be... It's gonna live in perpetuity on Amazon Prime. I think the White Claws would have been more memorable if it wasn't revealed that they're basically just the aliens from Alien. Yeah. 
frozen in the yeah. tundra. I meant more like the design of them and like shooting the spikes and stuff was kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's basically if Edge of Tomorrow and The Day After Tomorrow and Interstellar and The Descent and Aliens all had a baby. There's another alien or or something where someone shoots spikes like that out, but Is it uh, The Descent? No, I've never seen that crap. Anyways, I gave it a that's two. Like out a, of seven. That's like a actually. Well, you would never watch it. It would scare the shit out of you. Actually, <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty you go terrified to bed of with wet pants. Yeah. Um, not well received. Generally, do way too much. Happening. <laughs> I don't think it'll be remembered. I gave it a two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a three. <laughs> I do. Whoa. I do want to give like credit where it's due. I do think this was just entertaining for what it was for a lot of people, and I think a lot of people this last weekend we're excited to just throw on like this random action movie where it could just be their night where they got to watch this like fun random thing like it was a it was an event in itself over this like last week for people <laughs> so i think that's important i think the audience scores are important people are enjoying it even if it's like if you're not taking it seriously or paying attention to any of the above people are enjoying it i think at some point it might become one of those movies that like gets thrown on to your tv when you're really bored on like a sunday when it's raining maybe like maybe by accident maybe you forgot it wasn't that great i have no idea but i think eventually it doesn't rain rain that long here in california (laughs) maybe not in california yeah Yeah. um so i'm just i'm gonna give it a three i think i think people are enjoying it for what it is that's fair um we definitely didn't enjoy it for what it is we gave it a score of 40 40 out of 105 uh to 82 for edge of edge of tomorrow Yay, edge of nice tomorrow. yep shocking that that went Yay. that way you know magenta and blue yeah confetti. who could have known? known uh are there other movies that you would suggest either of you guys uh similar to these movies or just in general um you know mm, to the steer descent. them away from the tomorrow or- <laughs> okay the descent i mean i think you know we uh, it's nothing it's nothing like these movies it's just the cut the monsters we did it on the pod, but like Annihilation's a great sci-fi film. If anyone needs a good sci-fi Ooh, movie to throw yes. on, yes, um, queen. Uh, I if you're looking for more Sam Richardson, who I think is like slowly yeah, uh, blowing go. up, I went and saw Werewolves Within last night, which is a really fun uh, horror comedy. It's like Shaun of the Dead and Knives Out and like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. So. Um, I really recommend that, and I think it's becoming pretty popular as like an indie movie right now. And Sam Richardson is fucking Sam's phenomenal just great. In it. Everyone should watch everything. He Sam's is in. great, and I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. He's obviously yes. going to be in all of that. Uh, so um, that just came out. The thing that I knew was going to happen, but actually never happened, and honestly would have been a much better movie, is I thought that Ivan Strahovski's reason for having them there was like I thought. And this was like part of this was supposed to be part of the movie, and they didn't do it. It would have been way better if the whole reason that they don't train them and they only send them for a week and just let them get munched on by white claws is that they poisoned them all with the toxins. So then, when the white claws eat them, they die. And they were just sending all these people back from the future. That would have been fucking ill. I thought that was like her thing. Was like, oh yeah, I need you to go take this back and like 
feed no, it to everyone. Not just, just not just attack the, them like, with it. Let's throw the humans the... at them. What are you talking about? Yeah, Nick, that was like I feel like that character. You're supposed to like her a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was gonna be a cool twist. I kept wanting. She just twists, goes dark. There just <laughs> goes super. Dark. There just were not any twists. Have you seen Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> yeah, she is pretty evil. Doesn't oh, yeah, need to if go you, anywhere if, to be. If dark. it's revealed that she's, uh, I cannot tell if she's a good actor. By the way. She I has think potential for sure. Um, yeah, I also recommend. Look at, who if, the hell are we? If you want more Emily Blunt being a badass, one of the movies that came out a little bit after this, where she was fucking awesome in it, is Looper. I love, and that yes. deals with like time travel and stuff. So I highly recommend that. And a under the radar and under the radar uh, Tom Cruise sci-fi movie that I really like is Oblivion. I was really surprised by yeah. how much I like that movie. It's visually pretty fucking cool. And Andrea Riceboro has become one of my favorite actors alive. So, alive. Um, anyways, I recommend those. I hope Will Smith wasn't alive to see this. Uh, did we figure out what we're doing next week? Not yet. We will let no, y'all know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, go follow us on Instagram to find out, to find out what we're doing. Uh, I'll, I'll post that on there. and then, Or, I mean, our intern will post that on there. Uh, <laughs> our intern who we pay. Uh <laughs> Get back in the closet, Jeremy. It's not your time. <laughs> Jeremy. Um, <laughs> and you should follow us on Twitter Walk as well. Off, Jeremy. Look us up there. And uh, if you have any emails, some you got some questions you want to send us, like random surveys or whatever that we could do, uh, send it to facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, does anybody have a send-off? Volcanoes are nature's fury. <laughs>